My name is Dulce Valencia, and welcome to Telenovelas con Dulce, a podcast where every week I invite special guests to break down the telenovelas we love, from the music to the cast to the unforgettable plot twist. Every slap, every imbecile, every secret twin. I have got you covered. Bienvenidos and welcome back to Telenovelas con Dulce, the podcast all about telenovelas. My name is Dulce Valencia. I am your host. And today we are going to continue our recap of the 1998 classic La Usurpadora. Before I get started first, though, uh, thank you to you for listening. Again, this week, I noticed that I've been getting an influx of new listeners, which I don't know why I'm not questioning it because it's awesome and it makes my heart happy. And just still to this day, it boggles my mind that so many of you listen to this podcast. Uh, and if you are listening, don't forget to reach out. I love, I love, love, love hearing from you all. And I'm getting better at responding, but uh, know that I do read every message I get and that I do, I am thankful for you for listening. But yeah, just uh, let me know where you're listening from. I always love to see where people are listening from. But yeah, just thank you. I'm super thankful and now I'm rambling. So you know what? We're just going to get started on our Usurpadora recap. For this episode, we're going to be talking about episodes 26 through 32 of La Usurpadora. I originally had wanted to watch up until episode 50, but life's been really busy and I've had uh, a lot of work to do. So we're only doing up until episode 32. But let me tell you, these episodes, while they're less than I normally cover... They are juicy and there's so much to cover. Uh, but before I get started on my recap, shout out to our Hong Kong listener, Saskia, who sent me a voice memo and it totally made me a day. Saskia, thank you so much for being a listener. You're one of the ones that I see most. First of all, she lives in Hong Kong. So like naturally, I um I noticed that when I first saw that I had a Hong Kong listener, I was like, oh my God, there's someone. And then she reached out and just Saskia, like, if you're listening to this, I know you are because you're amazing. I appreciate you so much for being a listener and I appreciate you so much for sending the voice memo. And I'm going to play a little clip of the voice memo she sent me. She sent a lot of really good stuff that I'm going to save for when I do the finale because she has some really good thoughts overall on the characters and the storyline, which, oof. Your mind. I appreciate it. So yeah, so let's listen to Saskia talk about La Usurpadora for a bit. Hi Dulce Valencia, it's Saskia, your Hong Kong listener. Oh my goodness, I've been meaning to send you this voice memo for ages. Hey, I'm just so... Um, I'm still recovering from having finished La Zupadora in only four days. <laughs> um, it was, I just was completely addicted to it. It was so good. Gabby Spanik, Fernanda Colunga, such amazing actors. Gabby Spanik especially, since she played two characters so well. Um, a lot of the other actors were great, but they, this is definitely their telenovela. Love the 90s setting. <laughs> Feels like such a different world, even though it was not even that long ago. I have so many thoughts to share with you. Um, I think I, I just, maybe I should do by characters, right? So Paula, such a delicious character. She's so much fun. Can to definitely see how, you know, she was a blueprint for Ruby and then Teresa in later years. She just, oh, she's got such a wonderful villain laugh. I don't know. I don't know. It seems kind of funny to mention that, but she really does. And I just, 
there's something about that kind of character, you know, a woman who's so kind of, she exudes, you know, she exudes, you know, such confidence in her body and in her sexuality, and she uses that to her advantage. It's just, it's so wonderful. I think, I, you know, it's no wonder that we love it so much. And then um, Paulina, I, you know, she's too saintly a lot of the time. I think people can find that kind of, you know, frustrating, but... I actually really like Paulina. She's I feel like she's got a lot of fight and a lot of strength, inner strength in her. And I just love how her determination to save the factory. I think it's it's just so inspiring. I love how um her and Grandma Piedad, you know, come together and they're supporting each other and they want to save the factory and it's two women, you know, joining forces to um, you know, uh do something to do something that people are telling them is impossible and I think it's so kind of you know it's kind of added on to the fact that Rodrigo and Carlos Danielle you know are ready to just give up and they're meant to be the men in the family right and they're just ready to just give up throw in the towel after they've been mismanaging the company for so long and yet Paulina you know she's seizing this opportunity because I think you know she's really smart and intelligent but she hasn't been able to sort of use her intellect in a real way and i think the factory has just you know becoming paula and the factory needing to be saved has just given her this opportunity to you know work in a company to be the boss of people and to sort of run with that and i think she's really just seizing that opportunity because she didn't have to do that like it probably it wasn't helpful for you know in terms of pretending to be paula but i think she just couldn't help it she couldn't help you know, getting involved in this when she probably wouldn't have, ne- she probably thinks that she probably won't be able to do something like that when she's back to being Paulina. So I really love that. I mean, it's not entirely realistic, you know, in the telenovela, how that all kind of happens, how she saves the factory, but she does it. And I think as a little girl, I would have found that so inspiring. And I actually love her relationship generally throughout the novella with Grandma Pieredad. I just love how they support each other and how Grandma Pieredad saw that Paulina was not Paula right away but she kept but she kept the secret because she felt that Paulina was really going to help the family and she really does Saskia oh my god again thank you so much for submitting this voice memo remember y'all if you're listening and you want to send me a voice memo or even just send me something written I'll read it out like don't worry about sending voice memos so much because I know some people have trouble like or don't like hearing their voices, which I understand. I don't like hearing my voice. However, also, I feel like our voices sound a lot better than we think because just to us, they sound horrible. But like Saskia, you mentioned, when you emailed me, you mentioned that you normally feel uh, iffy about, uh, not iffy, you said a different word about hearing your voice. But let me tell you, you have a beautiful voice. I literally, I showed your, I shared the memo, the voice memo you sent me with a couple of my friends and my little sister and I was just like listen to her voice it sounds amazing I love her voice so yeah but again you don't have to send me uh voice memos if you don't feel comfortable but definitely send me stuff written so I can read them but okay let me focus I feel like I have all this like energy right now but first of all Saskia I so love that you love La Usurpadora and also how did you binge watch it in four days like girl that's that is commitment that is that is just I am impressed by you also where are you watching it because I know that that you watch telenovelas I believe and you can correct me if I'm wrong with English subtitles and I've been wondering where I can find more telenovelas with English subtitles because I get 
Probably the most common question I get from listeners is where they can watch telenovelas with English subtitles. And I know that there's not a lot available. So just, yeah, Saskia, let me know. Let us know. That way we can tell other people. So yeah, so I appreciate that you appreciate La Surpadora and that you watched it in four days. And also that you appreciate the character of Paola and Paulina. Like touching on Paulina's kindness. Uh, yes, yeah, sometimes it's it's... It's a lot, and it's like, girl, like, girl, a backbone. But also, yes, appreciating that, you know what, she is kind, and she's going to own her kindness is something that, that I feel like we should value more, and I appreciate that you value that. And also, you did mention, the, you know, how cool it is to see the women, and it's not just Paola and Paulina, but, like, the other characters, the women are so strong, in like while still living in like the 90s setup where like you said the world was so much different than it is now but still like the little stuff that they can assert themselves with they do and there is like i feel like subtle feminism and female empowerment in this telenovela which i really love and it takes a like it takes you some time to really see it but i i do think that this telenovela was doing stuff that was Within the times, but also ahead of its time, especially with how the women characters show their autonomy in the little ways they can, because they still have to be wives and they still have to be there for their husbands, which, you know, I already shared my thoughts last week about that and how frustrated it was to watch those scenes. But they also are the smart ones and they're also the ones that are capable enough to save everyone's ass. So yes, I love that. Anyway, um, I do have another clip I want to play from Saskia that I will play a little further down. But Saskia, in conclusion, I love you. I appreciate you and thank you so much. And we will hear more from her when I do my finale recap. So now let's get started on breaking down episodes 26 through 32. So I noticed that episode 26 is very much a filler episode in a way that it's a good episode to catch up if you hadn't been watching La Usurpadora. So when telenovelas air, they air Monday through Friday. Fridays are always, so the fifth episode is always like a good cliffhanger because you you want to keep your audience hooked to come back and watch it the next Monday after the weekend. And I noticed that episode 26, which would have probably aired on a Monday, does a lot of recapping on what happened and the whole setup. And I think that's because this telenovela completely blew up and became super popular. So I feel like there were a lot of people who missed the first few episodes and this was like a good episode for them to catch up to the story because streaming didn't exist back then. So if you missed an episode, you missed an episode. You couldn't watch it back. So episode 26 starts where we left off with Paulina going to Donato, the painter, and being like, you were right the first time we met when you told me that there was something off about me because I'm not the real Paola. I'm an usurpadora. And so Donato is the first one that Paulina talks about her not being Paola. And this guy who was originally like, he was a wild, like a wild cracker. I don't know. the I, I feel like I'm butchering that saying. But he was someone who, you know, he could go off at any moment and... He was someone that just, you didn't know, even Paola, the real Paola was afraid of him and was like, I don't know what to do with him. Like, just, this is La Surpadora's problem now. And when Paulina goes to him and is like, you're right, I'm not Paola, this is what she did to me, and I have to now live my life as a lie, he's actually impressed by her. And he even 
starts falling for her because he's like her bravery, her commitment, just her morals because Paulina, she's just a good person. And yes, it can be a little pushovery sometimes, but she stands her ground when she has to and she will not compromise her kindness or her good morals and the morals that she grew up with. It kind of reminds me, I don't know if y'all ever read or saw Jane Eyre, but Jane Eyre, um, one of the big plot points is that she's a woman of faith and she falls madly in love with Rochester, but he's married to his former wife who now has uh, mental illness problems and he wants to still marry Jane while being married to his other wife and Jane although she loves him completely she doesn't compromise herself and her beliefs and instead runs away and this is something that Paulina also does she doesn't compromise what she believes in and I appreciate that of her so yeah so that that inspires Donato to leave her alone and is like, I'm not going to tell anyone your secret. Uh, it's safe with me. And he's just, he has so much respect for her. And so Paulina is able to deal with that problem and everything. However, there's a new problem that's unfolding. And as I mentioned last week, we're nearing the end of the of the plazo, of the time frame that Paola gave Paulina to be her. And that's one year. So we are nearing the year. So time has flown by and, you know, the Fabrica is now doing well. Paulina is in love with Carlos Daniel, which is causing her a lot of emotional turmoil and problems. And she's still living with the fear that Paola is going to return and claim her place. And so she has a lot of stress that she's dealing with. And it doesn't help that Luciano, Luciano is Paola's lover, who is the one that she was vacationing in Cancun before she ran off with a millionaire, is trying to blackmail Paulina for more money. And he keeps telling her because at this point, Luciano believes that Paola is dead because she died from the car accident. But then Paulina is like, no, she's not dead. She's going to come back. So Luciano goes to Acapulco where the millionaire Alessandro is hanging out and recovering. And he tells her, oh, he he basically tries to get money out of him under the false pretense that Paulina is the one asking for it. And Luciano is like, oh, like what happened to Paola? I read about the accident. And Alessandro lies to him and is like, oh, she died. And so Luciano leaves. He's not able to get any money out of the millionaire. So he leaves Acapulco and goes back to Mexico. And this time he's he's still under the pretense that Paola is dead. And he still needs money. So he's plotting his way on how he can blackmail Paulina into giving him more money. Or if worse comes to worse, his plan is to go to Carlos Daniel and demand money out of him, and basically expose Paulina. So things are not looking good for our dear Usurpadora. And throughout these episodes, two main things happen, but they're both really big and juicy things. And the first is that Carlos Daniel begins to fall in love with his secretary. And y'all, I didn't like this storyline because it makes me feel so bad for Paulina because poor Paulina has been thrusted into this lie, can't be herself, is in love with a man who doesn't love her. And this is the part that really hurts, right? That everyone around Paulina starts going on and on about how much they miss the old Paola and how much they loved her more. 
And she's like, you know, the other Paola was an evil and conniving woman, but everyone prefers her over me. And it's so sad because, again, our poor Paulina, like, she's just trying to do good and she's just a good person, but no one likes that and no one likes her. And Carlos Daniel starts to become frustrated because, again, he's like, he loved Paola as evil as she was and as flirtatious as she was with other men. She was also a very passionate woman who sparked in him all these feelings, and he misses that. And Paulina, because of her moral judgment, is like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sleep with you, and I'm not gonna like be affectionate with you. And and she justifies it as she's sick, but really it's because of her morals. And this is where I'll play Saskia's other clip where she talks about Carlos, Daniel, and Fernando Colunga in that relationship. So let's roll the clip. Also, just. I love the romance between Paulina and Carlos Daniel. I just, I think that was, that's the main reason I love the telenovela. They had such beautiful chemistry. Their relationship was so sweet and gentle. Carlos Daniel was always a gentleman, and yet it was so passionate. Um, and there was so much longing there. I think what also made it so great was that they did not sleep together. I mean, we don't see them sleep together, I think, in at all in the telenovela, but they did not sleep together when, you know, she was pretending to be Paola. I think that would have been really disturbing in, in quite a few ways. Like, can you imagine just, wait, you know, finding out that the woman you've been sleeping with maybe for a year is not your wife? I mean, that's just awful. Like, I think that would have been really not, like... It would have been very dubious, like, consent-wise. It just would have been really off, and so I'm glad that that didn't happen. And I think it created, like, some really great tension between the two of them, especially when it was, you know, very obvious that Paulina was falling madly in love with Carlos Daniel. I mean, Philander Colunga, I just... I can completely see why you love him so much. He's so handsome, and yet... Um, you know, he has such emotion and passion in his voice and in um, in the way he plays his character. It really, um, really makes you, it's impossible to look away. You just can't help it. So yeah, so as Saskia said, Carlos Daniel is very sweet to Paulina, but we're getting to the point where, where he's not and he's like seeking affection elsewhere and that is with his secretary who's also seems like she's a good person uh beautiful she's played by adriana fonseca who went on to do a bunch of other telenovelas including this really popular one called corazon valiente which i recommend y'all see if you haven't it's super interesting but she's beautiful and she's nice and everything so carlos daniel starts starts to flirt with her, they even kiss, and I hate it because I want justice for Paulina because Paulina does not deserve this. And all she can do is just nothing because Carlos Daniel isn't her husband. And so she starts to get really, really depressed and she starts to realize that, yeah, that Carlos Daniel is never going to be hers. And she's a good person and I'm glad this telenovela like Saskia said doesn't compromise consent and I'm glad that this telenovela doesn't go the route of having Paulina and Carlos Daniel be together intimately because yeah consent wise that's just dubious ground we're covering where it's like not consent because the person you're with is not the person they're saying they're they are so yeah so I'm glad that the telenovela doesn't go that route but then that means there are poor Paulina is just suffering and that's Ugh, that was just so hard to watch. And I just want to get to the point where everyone knows everything. All the cards are laid on the table. And Carlos Daniel 
finally starts to fall in love with who Paulina is and the good person that she is and the goodness she represents, which leads me to the next major thing that happens, and that is the Brachos discover that Paulina is la usurpadora, and this is all because of Luciano's fault. So as I mentioned earlier, Luciano went to Acapulco to try to get money out of the millionaire Alessandro. He was not successful, and all he finds out in Acapulco is that Paola is seemingly dead. So he returns to Mexico, and he sends an anonymous letter. I can't say that word. He sends an anonymous letter to Carlos Daniel saying, have you wondered why in the last year, ever since your wife came from back from her trip, why she's acting different, why she isn't as passionate as before? Have you ever wondered? Look at her closely. Is she the woman you think she is? And he plants a seed of doubt within Carlos Daniel, who looks at Paulina and is like, yeah, she isn't the woman I love. She isn't like the person I know she could be. And so he starts to doubt and he starts to he starts to investigate who sent this anonymous letter. And he discovers that it's Luciano, who at this point he just knows him as Hema's friend. So he goes to Luciano and he has Luciano talk to him, and Luciano is like, I can tell you who she really is, but it comes with a price. So then Carlos Daniel is like now is realizing that Paulina is not. Paola. And while this is happening, Rodrigo, Carlos Daniel's brother, is also realizing that Paulina is not Paola. And he starts to realize it because he's the one that had the most tension with Paola, hated her completely, doesn't let his wife hang out with her because he's afraid of Paola's bad influence on her. So he just, he's the one who hates Paola the most, except for Estefania, but Estefania at this point is like living it up with Willie, so she doesn't care. So then Rodrigo gets really sick and he has to come back to Mexico and Paola slash Paulina is being really nice and trying to get him to come back to work for them. And that's when he's like, you're right, wife of mine. She is completely different. And he's like, it seems almost impossible, but it's almost as if she's not really Paola, but instead an usurpadora. And then so he starts to question Paulina and he starts to ask her all these questions that only Paola would know the answer to, but also these misleading questions where he's like, oh, do you remember so-and-so who was this person who got really drunk at this party? And then Paulina's like, oh, ha, 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 yeah, I totally do. And then in his mind, he's like, huh, caught her in a lie. That person does not exist. And no one got drunk at that party. So he starts to like piece it together that something's off. And while this is happening, Abuela Piedad, who Abuela Piedad has been knowing that Paulina is not the real Paola, but because she understands the goodness that she's bringing, she's keeping the secret and she doesn't tell anyone except her gardener friend. And she also doesn't tell Paulina that she knows the truth. And so she realizes that that her grandson Rodrigo is starting to suspect. So she calls Paulina and is like, are you with Rodrigo right now? And then Paulina's like, yeah. And she's like, leave right now. Don't answer anything he asks you. Just leave, walk away, make an excuse. So then Paulina does. And poor Paulina, like people around her are starting to realize who she is. 
But she's so focused on La Fabrica and she's so focused on Carlitos and trying to get him to become, like, to get better and healthier that she doesn't realize this is all going on around her. So then, Carlos Daniel, after meeting with Luciano and, like, being like, oh, shit, like, Paulina might not be Paola. And he talks with Rodrigo, who at this point is also coming to the similar conclusion. And both of them together realize that they have to go to Luciano and get the truth and get him the money. So they both meet up with Luciano. They bring a portion of the money and are like, first, you're going to tell us everything. So Luciano does. And he doesn't, he leaves a lot of things out. Well, not a lot of things, but important things. So he just says, you know, this is what happened. Her real name is Paulina Martinez. She used to work at this bathroom in a fancy club in Cancun. And that's where Paola met her. And then poor Carlos Daniel, clueless Carlos Daniel, is like, but Paola wasn't in Cancun. She was in Houston. And then Luciana's like, girl, no. She was in Cancun and she was with me. And then Carlos Daniel is upset because, yeah, now confirmed Paola was cheating on him. And then Luciano tells him how Paola offered Paulina a bunch of money to take her place while she traveled around the world with another lover. And then Carlos Daniel is like, and she accepted immediately because of the money, right? And then Luciano's like, well, yeah, what do you think? But that's a lie because Paulina didn't accept and she actually rejected Paola's offer and only is being la surpadora because Paola threatened her to go to jail. And Luciano then tells him that Paola was off running around with a rich millionaire, which again doesn't doesn't sit well with Carlos Daniel, who before was like, I don't want my wife to cheat on me. I mean, who does really? But yeah, it just confirms to him that Paola is not a good person. And Luciano at this point, again, he thinks Paola is dead, but he doesn't tell the Brachos this piece of information because as he tells Hema later on, Hema also discovers that Paulina is not the real Paola. And she talks to Luciano and is basically like, what the fuck, did you use me? And were you just trying to like get with the Brachos? And he's like, well, you know, kind of. But also he tells her how the real Paola is dead and how he hasn't told this to the other brachos because he's trying to secure his money and then just dip. So then Hema is like, excellent, because this means Carlos Daniel is now a free man and she can move forward with her plan of seducing him and getting married to him. So yeah, so multiple pieces are coming together. And again, poor Paulina does not know any of this. So then we get to the point where everyone... All the brachos, except for Abuela Piedad, because they don't tell her because they're like, she's a poor old woman with fragile health. If she finds out this, she'll die of a heart attack or something. And so every bracho knows that Paulina is la usurpadora, but they're keeping everything quiet because they're trying to find out the mystery, find out where Paola really is, and find out what la usurpadora wants. And so this is where I realized that this telenovela could have easily been like a thriller because everyone starts to be afraid of Paulina and everyone is scared of her and is scared to leave her alone with the kids and is scared of interacting with her because they're like, who is she? Is she a monster? Did she kill Paola? Like, what could she have done? And obviously, as an audience member who loves Paulina, I was like, poor Paulina, like, how come people don't see that she's like an angel and so sweet and selfless? But then I'm like, if I was in this real scenario, imagine like imagine a person you love 
is suddenly not the person they are. Like, that's my my conspiracy brain is like, aliens, aliens replace them. Uh, but no, it's like super scary. And so I just, I just got to thinking about if this telenovela was a thriller, it would be a really good thriller because it is scary. Suddenly the person you've known all your life is not that person, but she looks exactly like them. Like, that's wild. So then, while everyone in the Bracho family knows and is trying to figure out what Paulina is doing, we go to Acapulco, where the real Paola is at, and she's talking to Alessandro, and she's like, y'all, Gabby Spanik looks so good. Like, that woman is fucking gorgeous. But also, um, real sidebar, sidetrack. I know that both Paola and Paulina are played by the same actor. Like, intellectually, I know this. But just seeing how different she acts as Paola and how differently she walks and carries herself as opposed to Paulina, there's a part of me that really genuinely thinks that these two characters could be two different actors just because of the way Gavi Svanik plays them so greatly and so distinctly where you really see two different characters as opposed to one actor playing two characters. So just props to Gavi Svanik as an actor. Like, I appreciate her role so much. But yeah, so then Paola is in Acapulco and she's talking to Alessandro and she's like, only three days left, three days and the year is up. So she's planning on returning to Mexico but her plan is she's going to return to Mexico and then just hang around with the Bracho family for a tiny bit and then convince Paulina to continue being La Usurpadora and then dip and go back to Alessandro. So she tells him this and he's just like, how are you going to convince her to continue being you? And she's like, I'll figure it out. So poor Paulina, like she's never going to get rid of Paola. So then episode 32 ends with Abuela Piedad, finally, she's like, she realizes what's going on. And she realizes that everyone knows what's happening with Paola. And she goes to Paulina and she's like, we need to talk. And then Paulina's like, 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 what's going on, Abuela Piedad? And Abuela Piedad is like, we need to talk because everyone knows that you're not Paola. And of course, Paulina is shocked because one, everyone has discovered her. But two... Abuela Piedad has been knowing that she's not the real Paola. So that's how the episode ends and everything is happening. Because now we're 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 barely in episode 32 out of like what the telenovela has, I think, 103 episodes. So we're a third of the way into this telenovela, and everyone knows now that Paulina is La Usurpadora. And I am ready because this is a part I was waiting for in the telenovela because like I said, like I'm, I'm getting really frustrated with people not liking Paulina and just Paulina having to hide who she really is. And I'm excited to finally get to see the romance play out between her and Carlos Daniel and Carlos Daniel finally falling in love with her and falling in love with a good, good person. And I just can't wait because I love the chemistry between Fernando Colunga and Gaby Spanik. So yes. So in conclusion, I am super excited to continue watching this telenovela and see what happens now that her secret's out and La Surfadora has been discovered. So this is where we're going to end this episode of Telenovelas con Dulce. Thank you all so much for listening. Next week, my goal is to get to episode 55. 
That's my goal. I'm trying to get to episode 55 of La Usurpadora. So as always, if you want to send me thoughts, questions, or comments, send them to me at telenovelasconduce at gmail.com. You can also just send them to me through Instagram. That works too. And just shout out to Saskia again. And thank you all so much for listening to this episode. I appreciate you all so much. Y'all, I'm so excited to finally get to the juicy part of La Surfadora. And as always, I will see you again next week. Bye, everyone.